Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Would you like to contribute to the conversation? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. What condition conversation was in? Jay talking with Bradley Jay. I listen to morning with the sun up. I'm busy. WBZ News Radio 10:30. I tune my radio to AM 10:30. The radio's all yours now. I talked to a man whose name is Bradley J. Improved my mind in a wonderful way. I just called in to see what condition conversation was in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition conversation was in. WBZ. You're Jay talking. We're live midnight to five. Do you uh, experience anxiety? Who doesn't, right? But there are different levels. There has to be a level that's sort of the level you can deal with. And sometimes you can get out of hand. There's so much anxiety these days just out there in the ether. So much so that I've changed my uh, television viewing habits. I've changed my news consumption habits. We have to be careful. We have to take care of ourselves, self-care. And that's why Dr. Scott Symington is here. Scott Symington, PhD. He has a book, Freedom from Anxious Thoughts and Feelings. Actual freedom from them? Wow. A two-step mindfulness approach for moving beyond fear and worry. Thanks for uh, doing what you do, and thanks for being with us, doctor. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Now, first, let me talk about... Anxiety level. Is there some level of anxiety that's considered okay and healthy, or, or is any anxiety into the level of thinking about things that's unhealthy? For sure there's healthy anxiety. I mean, we, we have it there as a form of motivation. I mean, that's what helps us get to places on time and pay bills and be responsible citizens. So that's kind of healthy concern, though, right? Anxiety is when it gets unhealthy. That I suppose it's just a matter of semantics, but I'm, I want to understand the semantics as you understand them. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. So, yeah, anxiety, typically, when that term is used, it's more in the destructive category where it's not serving any benefit to the person. It's actually constricting their life, their ability to enjoy the moment and relationships and work and things things like that. Now, lower level anxiety can be, and, and maybe we could say concern or being conscientious, but, but it can have a little bit of anxiety to it. That can be adaptive in terms of being productive and taking care of our responsibilities, but especially when we're talking about anxiety disorders and and when it when it's used um, in the public arena, usually it's referring to the to the life zapping, life constricting quality, where it's really impairing your your ability to live life the way you want to, your well being. All right, and 
So we're talking about a level of concern that gets into anxiety. Would you say that you just defined anxiety enough so I don't need to ask for a definition of anxiety? Or that, that pretty much covered it, right? Yeah, I mean, worry, anxiety, fear, those terms are often used interchangeably. I like to frame the, all of them as that experience, mental, emotional, okay. and physical experience of being under threat. That's essentially what is something of value, something you care about, feels like it's in jeopardy. And that, that's the general experience. And where, where it becomes problematic is when there really is no genuine threat and you're feeling really anxious about it. Okay. How many people have feelings that rise to the level of anxiety that needs to be addressed? So the latest figures, according to the National Institute for Mental Health, is that each year, 40 million U.S. adults carry an anxiety disorder diagnosis. So that that's not even counting the the sub thresholds. Um, worrying and anxiety constricting people's lives. That's pe those are individuals meeting full criteria for an anxiety disorder, 40 million. So it's a pretty big group. So that's severe when you get into anxiety disorder, and that includes panic attacks and what else? Post-traumatic stress disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, generalized anxiety. There, there's a whole host of anxiety disorders out there where they're really debilitating and interfering with people's ability to be productive and function in life. Okay. It's, it's at a very high level. And what is causing, in your patients or the people you talk to, the anxiety these days? In your current patient, patients, what tends to be causing anxiety in modern life? It's a great question. There's a, there's a few things that are leading to an increase in anxiety. One is just lap, lack of coping strategies when people are emotionally overwhelmed or they, they feel pain, broadly defined. They're often at a loss in, in terms of what to do with that feeling, with that experience, and, and often turn to unhealthy forms of coping, drugs, alcohol, other forms of escapism. So I'd say there's a lack of coping strategies. People don't really know what to do when they're bombarded with worries or anxious feelings. The second piece is, and this one's a little bit surprising, but really there's an increase in social isolation. On the one hand, we have this broad network of relationships with social media, but less deeper relationships where we're really talking about our struggles and, and what's happening in our life. Another one is we're overstimulated and it seems like every year uh, more so inundated with so much uh, information and, and the brain doesn't really get to unplug, doesn't get a break. I mean, there used to be more rituals in, embedded in our culture to decompress, to actually keep the office at the office and not bring it home. But now we've got email and texts and, and, and other technology where we're always tethered. And so our brain is always online and, and we need to be able to, to unplug. Are you seeing a lot of problem? And we will get to the fix, fix of all this, but I'm, I really want to detail the problem. Are you seeing, if drilling down to social media, people fighting online causes extreme Tension and anxiety? 
Yes, that's a source. And then also the comparison. That is a huge source of anxiety and depression for people. Because everybody's presenting this glorious picture of their life and they're, they're living this, this fairy tale. And then that person is holed up in their apartment alone and, and comparing their, their state to this really a, a fantasy. And, and that comparison can lead to a lot of anxiety and, and, and depressed mood. So social media is, is very stressful. And a lot of my clients find that their, their everyday stress level goes way down when they take a break from social media. Do you tell them to quit altogether or do you give them guidelines of how to well, use it? I'm not too bossy. I don't tell anybody uh, to absolutely do something or not do something, uh, but we definitely explore that together as an option. And usually they make the decision to take a break, to regulate it. But So that could be just taking a few days off and then coming back to it or putting parameters around when they would look at it and for, for how long. Okay. And back to anxiety disorders. Is the actual disorders, is sexual addiction something that falls under an anxiety disorder or is it related? I know that I asked this because I know that you and your wife specialize in that. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. It often can be related. So technically, it's, it doesn't fall under the umbrella of an anxiety disorder but you often see anxiety or an anxiety disorder with sexual addiction. So it, it's not a always, but it's definitely there. And, and part of that is that the person often early on in life found a way, an unhealthy way of coping with anxiety and emotional pain. So it's a, it's a form of, of escapism. Okay. For a lot of people. It's an intense experience that helps you forget whatever's bugging you, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, t- I tend to oversimplify. Back to panic attacks, that's a generalized anxiety over something you cannot identify generally? Some people have identifiable triggers that trigger panic attacks. Sometimes they're, they're random and, and you can't really predict, uh, predict them. Generalized anxiety disorder, that that's not necessarily panic attacks. That's when someone feels chronic anxiety every day. Like there's just a baseline anxiety there where, you know, how when you feel uncomfortable in your body and you're tight and you, you just feel anxious, that yes. person is stuck in yes, that I do know that feeling. 24-7. Yeah, well, we all do because it's so universal. We all worry and feel anxious. It's just, it's a question of degree and, and frequency. Okay. And finally on this, OCD is related to anxiety. How? How does anxiety cause the, the OCD behavior? Obsessive compulsive disorder falls under the umbrella of an anxiety disorder, and it is these obsessive fears that, that come into the mind. They're, they're unwanted thoughts and worries that come with a spike of anxiety. So that is the obsessive part of OCD. The, the, the compulsive part of that is the person tries to do something to get a sense of relief from that, that preoccupation, that worry like, oh my gosh, I've just contracted this illness or something bad is going to happen. And they, they try to act in some way to 
to establish a sense of emotional safety and security, and, and that's the compulsive part of it. And the more you do the compulsions, the deeper it takes you into the disorder, the more the obsessions come. You get short-term relief, but then it actually makes the disorder more pronounced over time. You, sir, Scott Symington, Ph.D., have come up, you've come up with a sort of proactive way that we can, a pretty simple way that we can learn how to deal with out-of-control anxiety. And there are a number of devices that you have here. I'm glad I remembered that word. You, and one of the words that we need to learn, one of the phrases is the two-screen two method. Another one mm -hmm. is three anchors. Another one is mm -hmm. internal. There, there are a bunch of phrases to learn, so let's get started. What is the two-screen method? Yes, it's a user-friendly application of mindfulness. And the two-screen method, it gives you a mental image that naturally organizes your internal experience, your thoughts and feelings, and then it guides you through the specific mental and emotional steps that de-energize worries and anxious feelings. The, the image is one of two screens. What you do is you imagine your internal world, so all the different thoughts that can come into your mind, feelings that rise up inside you as a media room with a front screen and a side screen. And the first step of the model is accepting the presence of unwanted thoughts and feelings of the anxious thoughts and feelings showing up on a side screen in your mind while redirecting your attention and life energy to the front screen, which represents the present moment and the more life-giving thoughts, feelings, images, and, and pos positive action steps in life. So since and we're visualizing, second, you mentioned media room. Can you exp mm -hmm. uh, help us yeah, that so, vision out? Yeah, so, so right now um, I'm talking to you, so you're on my front screen because I'm, I'm attending to this conversation and it's the present moment. But as we're talking, let's say the conversation doesn't go too well, and then a worry comes into my mind. Okay, so the worry would show up on, on the side screen. So it's just a way of thinking about what is happening in your mind and internal world is that the front screen is the present moment, and let's say a feeling of, of connection and being in a flow and well-being, contentment. Life may not be perfect, but you're in a pretty good space, and it's all those thoughts and feelings that that are in that space. But then we have these potentially destructive thoughts and feelings like the worries, anxious feelings, destructive moods, and those show up off to the right um, on, on the side screen. So the key is you want to relate to those thoughts and feelings showing up on the side screen where they have less power over you, where they fade into the background. Okay, so that's step one of the two screen method. And then the second step related to the anchors that you mentioned is learning how to stay more tuned to the front screen and move your life forward in a positive way, even when there are distracting thoughts and feelings that are showing up inside you. So what I'm doing with this model is just helping organize your internal experience and giving you a nuanced way of choosing life with your attention and life energy, knowing where to go with your mind and how to orient yourself to that challenge that shows up inside you, that worry that comes into your mind. That's really, I find that a pretty helpful thing. I, I, how did you happen to come up with that? Maybe there's no answer to that. You just did. But the, organiz the word organization is key. 
just like in the rest mm-hmm. of your life, there's, there's stuff to pay attention to and stuff not to. You put the stuff not mm-hmm. to over in a pile over here, or in your ca- in this case, on a screen in the side, you can kind of see out of the corner of the eye. You're, you're aware it's there. You'll deal with it later or not. Yeah, it's almost like having an anxious heckler on the sideline. Like if you're, if you're an athlete playing soccer and there's somebody running up and down the, the sidelines hurling insults at you, that, that's the side screen. And the key thing is to not rotate over and sit there and, and watch the heckler, debate the heckler, get into a fight with the heckler. Don't engage it, the it, heckler or the side screen. Exactly, because if you don't engage, it fades away. And and you're the loser if you engage the heckler, even though it might feel good to try to pop him in the nose. It really, it actually energizes it. And this is, a, this is actually a key point here, which is, what we what we often overlook is the fact that thoughts and feelings, like everything else on the planet, they need energy to keep going. And there are things that we can do on the inside that give worries and anxious feelings and destructive moods energy, and there's things that we can do to cause them to dissipate. And so the, the two-screen method, which is in my book, Freedom from Anxious Thoughts and Feelings, is all about guiding you kind of inside your head so that you de-energize the problematic thoughts and feelings and, and attune and, and cultivate more of the positive stuff on the front screen. All right. We have the basics, and the good news is it's super simple, and I'm guessing everyone at home probably went through that, that exercise of checking it out and putting stuff on the front screen and, and it took, took this whole concept for a test drive, and I think most people would say, hmm, that's pretty good. I, I know I did. I, I liked it. There's more to it, though. There's a way to sort of refine this. There are other terms. There's one term that's anchors, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to that. I suppose we can start now. You, why don't you define what, the anch- what anch- you mean by anchors? We have 60 seconds, and then after the break, we can talk about examples of the anchors. In, in the book, there are three anchors, which are tethers to the front screen, and they're mindfulness skills, healthy distractions and activities, and something that I call loving actions. And there are ways of moving your life forward in a positive way when that side screen is activated. And also, uh, the front screen anchors protect you from going away in your mind and energizing that worry or anxious feeling with with your preoccupied attention. There are anchors that keep us tethered to the front screen, and you mentioned them. Can you drill down into these anchors a little more? And in particularly, mindfulness? Yeah, mindfulness skills is, is the first anchor in, in the two-screen method outlined in my book, which is learning how to cultivate more present moment awareness. We can't be in the present moment all the time, but we definitely can log more time in the present moment. And what's interesting is with brain imaging and and different studies, we have found that present moment awareness, if you're attending to the here and now, that's incompatible with going away in your head and worrying. They're two different networks in the brain. So it protects you from doing, feeding, energizing those anxious thoughts and feelings when you're more in the present moment. 
the other thing with mindfulness, it, there's there's a few pillars to mindfulness, and and I should specify the mindfulness in psychology, not of Eastern religion. There's some overlap, but speaking specifically to the mindfulness in psychology, there are really three pillars to it. One is cultivating present moment awareness so that over time you can attend more to the object of your choosing and and soak in the present moment. Another pillar is acceptance, and that is having a more accepting disposition to unwelcome thoughts and feelings and inner internal activity that shows up inside us. It doesn't mean that we like that anxious feeling or that fear of failure coming into our mind or the, a sense of uncertainty, whatever it means. It doesn't mean, acceptance doesn't mean that we like it, but we don't fight its presence primarily because we don't want to energize that worry and anxious feeling. And acceptance is the antidote to reactivity. Reactivity will energize that problematic thought and feeling. Then the third pillar with mindfulness is internal observation. There, There is a part of us that can sit back. So when I say I am Scott, there's a part of me that can sit back and watch any thought that comes into my mind, any feeling that shows up inside me. One of the benefits of the, of the two-screen method in my book, Freedom from Anxious Thoughts and Feelings, is that as you just even bring to mind that image of two screens, it puts you in that internal observer seat where you're actually watching the thoughts and feelings. And then, and, and there's a little bit of space in the inside between your core self, your center, and whatever that feeling is that's showing up or whatever that thought is coming into consciousness. And that's key, and mindfulness is very focused on that. So the first anchor is it, it, uh, there's a whole chapter dedicated to in the book just giving you different exercises ways of cultivating mindfulness and also little hacks, if you will, in how to tether your mind to the present moment when it really wants to go hang out with the worries on the side screen. Yeah, one thing that's important is that your model of the two screen makes it, it makes you an observer of yourself as opposed to being having this come from within and not understanding what's driving you. You get some, like you mentioned, you get some distance from itself when you're on a, are an observer. And that's, I'm guessing, valuable. Oh, it's so valuable. Everything changes when you can take that internal observer stance. Instead of being the worry, instead of being the anxiety, you're sitting back a little bit on the inside and saying, wow, there's there's that worrisome thought. Where isn't that interesting? This anxious feeling that just showed up inside me, because it's in that space where you have much more freedom and flexibility to to go in a help in a healthy direction with your attention and life energy, and react to it in a way where it will dissipate over time. Which is really the key. We we want to orient ourselves to these internal challenges in a way where they'll have less power and presence okay. uh, in, our, in our lives. So far, I'm finding this very helpful. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We have a couple of folks who want to talk to us. Uh, we, we have Floyd in Ohio and Louise in Malden. Floyd would like to, I guess, ask a question to make an observation uh, to uh, with Dr. Scott Symington. Uh, Floyd, what's going on? Hi. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So anyway, my name is Floyd in Ohio, and I am a combat veteran, and I suffer from what's known as PTSD. And uh, some of my um, things I do is called hypervigilance, always checking doors, windows, make their, making sure things are secure. And what one thing the VA will do, <laughs> called immersion, I guess, they'll bring me back to what the point that caused my PTSD and say my hour session. <laughs> and I suppress that feeling. But they bring it out and, and then if my once my hour is up, they say, Okay, it's over. Go home. And then I'm left hanging with that you know, those feelings. And they just throw so, me off the woods, I guess. So Doc, would this be so, <laughs> this two screen model that gives some distance and makes the makes Floyd an observer be helpful to him? Yes, it can be helpful. What, what he's describing is exposure therapy. So I, I don't know, Floyd, how long you've been engaged in exposure therapy at the VA, which is the best protocol for treating post-traumatic stress disorder. And so if we fold this into the two-screen method terminology, what, what's happening with ex, exposure therapy is the the patient and the therapist are rotating over to the side screen and purposely activating it with by you and using certain techniques in the hope of bringing it down to size because with PTSD the person's side screen is an IMAX theater with Dolby surround sound and they're getting hammered all the time with anxious thoughts and feelings and images from this trauma that they've experienced. And so with exposure therapy, you're trying to help the brain metabolize this traumatic event that has taken place. And and so the when exposure therapy is done correctly, it actually turns down the dial on the anxiety and shrinks that side screen down to size. Now, currently, based upon, and again, I'm sorry, Floyd, I don't know all the details of your case, but the two-screen method can be helpful for you as you're walking out of the therapist's room, which is and, and making sure that even though that side screen is activated and it's kicking off anxious heat, and I'm sure there's all sorts of feelings you're having to contend with, that you, and, and I lay this out in the book, you really practice the principle of accept and redirect. You redirect the front screen and you allow that side screen to run its tape over there and, and, and be very careful to, to not drift, go for a mental drift and just hang out where you're logging hours on that side screen and getting lost over there. You'd really want to drill down 
and 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 flush out these front screen anchors and we've talked about one of them and there's there's two others which we could talk about oh wonderful by the way my, doctor, my do you, doctor do you do sessions on on the phone like remote sessions i do i do consultations um uh, like across state lines mm-hmm. okay just curious floyd I think yes, that it wouldn't hurt to get this book. I mean, it's, it's either way, it's probably money well spent. I hope it was helpful. No, I agree. Well, it is. But my one point is that, you know, in my hour session, they, they bring out those feelings I've been suppressing for many years. And then they don't give me any tools to deal with it once my hour's up. They just send me down the road. So I'm worse off, you know, than I, when, I, when yeah. I'm here in the morning. How long, how, how long have you been... <laughs> Uh, doing this type of therapy many years many years okay that and a handful of psychotropic drugs you know i'll mention well you know i'm suffering from nightmares they'll give me a anti-nightmare medication who's thunk it right and i said well it's not working so they just give me more of the same drug you know and over the course of my treatment i could probably count 37 different medications i've been on 37 so yeah and and I, I assume have you raised these concerns with with your therapist that you're needing more support outside the therapy hour? Um, yeah, you know, but the thing is, unfortunately, with the VA and what's you know the veterans coming back from wars and things, they're kind of overwhelmed, understaffed, you know. So it's next, 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 you know, and um, if, you know, I mean, <laughs> there's still over 22 veterans committing suicide a day. You know, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, in my world, it's unacceptable. I mean, especially the ones that are reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. They're just not getting it. So I'm definitely, definitely going to purchase your book. Somehow. Yeah, I, I, hope, I, I hope it can help. And I, I know <laughs> how much suffering is involved with PTSD. And, and also, I, I just want to say a thank you for your service. And there's a huge cost to serving and you're you're describing that so i i really do hope that you will get the support and help that you need thank you floyd thank you and it it, it was my honor to serve thank, thank you gentlemen you. have a nice evening all right well i hope that floyd can be helped because i the way he just he seems to describe it very clearly that he's he's in an actual living hell and it would be great if he could get some relief let's talk to louise in malden ready scott here we go hi louise Hello, Bradley, and hi, Doctor. Hi, Louise. um, Hi. So here's a a thought that I have and something that I found helpful over time is when I'm having certain thoughts and feelings to, I guess, part of what I was hearing that doesn't work, I I don't think you were necessarily saying this, but I thought I would offer it because it did come up, is to pay attention to them because often there's valuable information in there. Pay attention to what? To, like, so if I'm feeling, it's sometimes it's my intuition telling me that there's, like, something going on. Um, Like, if I'm having, like, a thought or a feeling, it's like a warning sign. And I'll give an example. Like, I have a friend who um, could have saved herself a lot of time and trouble if she had paid attention you know, in in getting into relationships to certain things, warning signs, certain feelings she was having. But she would, you know, 
um, leave before she looked. Well, my guess is, up, and we do have a limited time, so my guess is that that he's not telling you to not pay attention to it. It goes on the side screen, so you're aware of anything that might be helpful, but you're not you're not dwelling on it. Am I am I right, doctor? So yeah, Louise is raising a good point, which um, I didn't have have a chance to make, which is the two screen method and the content on the side screen is for those well-identified problematic thoughts and feelings that are reoccurring that are clearly not valuable or life-giving or helpful anyway. So I'm, I'm not suggesting that, that we shouldn't look at our feelings. I mean, I'm, I'm a therapist, so I'm all about being aware of our, of our feelings and noticing what's happening inside us. But if, if there's just recycled worries, and, and even though you have a clean bill of health and from last week, and then, then you start worrying about your health and a headache is a brain tumor or whatever, like, it's side screen, right? So, it, so it's, it's when you know that there is a pattern there, like you struggle with depressed moods, you struggle with anxiety or uh, dis, uh, destructive impulses, and, and, and and you create a profile for that on the side screen, and then you apply the two steps uh, of the two-screen method when they occur. But I'm not talking about neglecting intuition or receiving uh, information from other feelings or nudges that, that we can have. I mean, our feelings are there for a reason. Important to, important to bring this up, I believe, and and it is that I almost got the sense that what Louise is saying is that there is some value in, into worrying the same darn thing over and over and over again, because if you keep doing that, you might be able to squeeze some sort of truth out of it. And, and I think that one of the dangerous things is that that's what people do. They think they justify this wiggling that to mental tooth and going over the same thing over and over because maybe just maybe I will get some sort of, helpful information out of doing that and yeah i mean it's possible but yeah you, you got to no, draw the line somewhere when, when when we feel under threat which is worry and anxiety reflexively we want to neutralize that threat and the way that we do that in our mind is we run it through our mind over and over again we analyze it we unpack it but if you're if you're doing that with an unhelpful worry or anxious feeling you're just giving it energy and 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 your your life is passing you by on the front screen like there's and and so you do want to be careful that you're not getting caught in the trap of hey if you just understand me and figure me out because that's anxiety often lures people in with this hope of hey you'll be free if you just come understand me and and run me through your mind over and over again and then, then I'll go away, but yeah. that's not how it works. Is it possible that it's ever beneficial to take something on the side screen and and assign a finite amount of time, like two minutes, to take care of that sort of thing? I'm going to say I'm going to move this to the front screen for 120 seconds, and it's going back to the side screen. Yes. So there, there's value in taking your worries and writing them on a piece of paper. And even with exposure therapy, so the gentleman we were talking about before, that's essentially what they're doing is they're taking that side screen content and in a concentrated period of time making it front and center. But it's with, with the express purpose of then making that content uh, 
that tends to show up on the side screen, less colorful, less powerful, and that side screen smaller. I mean, that, so that, but yes, there, there are things like worry journals and things like that. So if, if you're worrying about something, you could pull out a piece of paper and say, okay, two minutes, I'm going to write down all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All my worrisome thoughts, but then after that, you got to leave it on the side screen and you and you rotate your attention off there and use the front screen anchors um, in in the book freedom from anxious thoughts and feelings to stay more tethered to the front screen which is unnatural because your mind will want to rotate over to that side screen and watch it and try to figure it out and analyze it all right i i wanted to recap a little bit now there are three anchors mindfulness skills healthy distractions and loving what loving action action so that and under yeah. mindfulness, there are three pillars. What were those three? Presence of mind, yeah. acceptance, and internal observation. And, okay. I know it's all, folks, that's all in the book. It's all spelled out. All right. Now, loving action. I, I, we, healthy distractions, I think, might be pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. But loving action. Yes. So, th- this is... Probably, probably my most favorite part of, of the method, which is using side screen activity. So when that side screen lights up and it's kicking off anxious heat and there's a worry scrolling across the screen, that that becomes an internal reminder for you to express the best parts of who you are, maybe engage in an act of kindness, send an encouraging text, Think about somebody else that's going through a hard time, praying for them. So, because when we feel anxious, it's almost the equivalent of drowning. We and we're flailing our arms, and we're just concerned with stabilizing our own person, and and we go internal. We rotate in, and with loving action, you're taking this energy because that's what anxiety is. It's energy, and you're using it as an internal reminder and as tailwind to do this positive value-based behavior. And so in the book, I take people through exercises to identify as your best self, what kind of things are you doing in life, especially in that loving category? What are the typical loving behaviors? And so when you start feeling anxious, when you start worrying, you get that menu out and you act on one of those okay. things. You, you engage in some you know, positive action step. I haven't even... Uh, ask for callers, but we've gotten callers, so this is resonating. As now, doctor, we talked about dealing with anxiety with a two-screen method, where the productive things that you need to do in your life or you want to do in your life are on the front screen; the things that might drag you down are on a side screen. Also, mm-hmm. there are tethers that keep you tethered to the front screen. They include mindfulness skill, skills, healthy distractions, and uh, loving action we will after this call i want to find out about acceptance and the three layers acceptance is one of the pillars of mindfulness 
and there are mm-hmm. yet three layers of acceptance. So that's what I wanted to get to as far as the theory. But Laura and Chelsea has been definitely wanting to chime in here. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi. Um, I was just calling because my boyfriend of 13 years suffers from really bad social anxiety to the point where he, like, self-medicates as an alcoholic. And he's mm. on medication and in therapy, but it seems like nothing works for it. Like, he needs to drink just to even, like, socialize with me or his, like, family. And I'm not sure if there's, like, anything that else that can be done. It sounds like he's got pretty extreme anxiety without knowing uh, the particulars. I mean, when I work with social anxiety, which I don't know how much of this will uh, apply to your boyfriend, but so here, here's a typical example of everyday social anxiety, but that can be extreme for someone that, that has an anxiety disorder. Let's say we, let's say you walk away from an awkward social interaction and the side screen lights up, your internal eyes reflexively swivel over to take a look and scrolling across the screen is, oh my gosh, that was such a stupid thing that I said. And then you start replaying the social tapes of like what you said, what they said, the expression they had on their face. And as you go away in your mind, hanging out on that side screen, those anxious thoughts, that social insecurity, it just builds and then can engulf you. So what I'm, so the way I work with, with, social anxiety is twofold. One, making sure that when they're thinking about socializing or they have just socialized, that they're practicing that accept and redirect. They're not hanging out on the side screen, reviewing those social tapes, because again, that will just energize it and it will light up like a Christmas tree and reel you right in where it's almost like you lose sight of the front screen for a period of time. So with social anxiety, you have to be very thoughtful about how you're using your mind, where you're going with your attention, and how you're relating to that anxiety. Also with social anxiety, you need to do what I call like a freedom ladder, and it's a form of exposure therapy where you, you make a list of activities that make you socially anxious at different levels, starting with, let's say, a lower level one. Maybe that's asking someone for directions in the street, or maybe that would be a higher one for that person. It just It's a very subjective list. But what you do is you actually move towards the thing that makes you feel anxious, and then you go to the next uh, challenging activity that that is a little bit, Uh, more bumped up in terms of anxiety. And what you do through this process is you retrain the threat center of the brain. So with your boyfriend, the threat center of the brain that is designed to keep us alive and safe, it has identified socializing as a threat. And so he is getting the mental, emotional, and physical experience of being in danger, even though it's not dangerous. And so he needs to get in treatment with somebody that can help retrain his central nervous system, that threat center, so that it declassifies socializing um, as a threat. And, and certainly the two-screen method in my book can be helpful in terms of him organizing his experience and learning how to not get caught on those problematic thoughts and feelings. 
Laura, thanks. And you know, that may be something that you would want to play for him by way of the podcast. If you get this po- the podcast of this, play it for him. That way he can actually hear the doctor speaking to him through the podcast. Okay. Right. And there's the book so too. The book <clears throat> cannot hurt. It, might, it wouldn't hurt anyone, including you, and it might even help your I've, boyfriend. Yeah, there's, yep. a, there's a lot of social anxiety examples uh, in the book. Thanks, Laura. It's WBZ. Now, the, uh, there are tethers that keep you anchored to the front screen so you don't spend too much time on the side screen, which is the screen with the, the negative negativity on it. And one of the pillars of the – there were three anchors. One of the pillars of the mindfulness anchor is anxiety, and there are three level, three layers of uh, – excuse acceptance. me, acceptance. Acceptance. Three layers of yeah, acceptance. Yeah, so acceptance is a feature of mindfulness, and, yeah. and there's three. And, and yeah, if we, if we drill down deeper, acceptance has various layers to it. So – Let's say with the social anxiety example, walking away from that really awkward social interaction, right? And and you walk away, that side screen lights up, and and scrolling across the side screen is, oh gosh, that was such a stupid thing to say. You want to redirect to the front screen while allowing that tape to play in your peripheral vision. So, except the first layer of acceptance is accepting, allowing that threat, that heckler in your peripheral vision to be there, not fighting the idea of it. So in this case, social embarrassment. It's not that you agree with it or want social embarrassment, or maybe even part of you knows that it's an irrational fear, but we don't even get into it. We allow it to jump up and down and play its tape in, in our peripheral vision, because again, all we're interested in is de-energizing it. And, and so using psychological wisdom, we're like, okay, we're taking the spotlight of attention off it because that's an energy source. And we know that reactivity will give it energy as well, that oh-no response, like I can't live with that idea or that possibility. That'll give it energy too. So we want to do the opposite, which is acceptance or allowing to be there. So that's the, the first layer. The second layer of acceptance is just the feeling that you have. So in this case, walking away from that social interaction, not only is, is there this prospect of social embarrassment and, and allowing that idea to be there unanswered, but you're, you also don't feel well. You feel insecure. Maybe there's anxiety in your body and you feel tight and you're just not in a good space. So it's, on, a, on a bodily level, on an emotional level, you're needing to say to yourself, I accept this current feeling, which is a little bit different than the content of the specific worry. And then the third layer is accepting that you need to keep accepting. Rotating the front screen to the front screen is, an, is not a one-stop shop. Depending on the level of worry or anxious feeling, the mind will want to wander back to the side screen and you need to keep redirecting, especially in the beginning when you start implementing this, you're laying down new neuronal pathways in the brain and your brain's a little bit loose at first, so you, you, you're having to redirect a lot 
and be patient with yourself. You're not yanking your mind over to the front screen. You're gently redirecting and accepting that process, especially in the beginning. I really appreciate, first, you being here, and secondly, being here extra long, and the work you do, because it's something that, I don't know, it seems immediately helpful to me, the organization factor. And there, there are more nuances within the book and other, certainly other things that be helpful, like the focused breathing. Definitely worth getting. Thank you so much for both the book and the time. Such a pleasure being with you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for the great questions and unpacking the model. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.